Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Hello, welcome to the Country Music Talk podcast. I'm Baylin Leonard. And you can catch me weekdays on Absolute Radio Country, where I play the best mix of country music. New stuff, old stuff, upcoming, it's all there. Just download the free Absolute Radio app or ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. So on today's episode, I'm joined by country music royalty, Lily Pearl Black. Talks about following in the footsteps of her famous father, Clint. She also tells us about her new EP and whether or not she'll be coming to the UK. So let's get started. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. My name is Balin Leonard, and I'm really excited because we have a new artist to get to know. And I think some people might call her country music royalty. We're going to find out exactly what that means. Welcome to the show, Lily Pearl Black. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's great. We always love hearing new music. We always love discovering new artists. But, I mean, this is something that you grew up in, right? So when I said country music royalty, tell everybody what I mean by that. So my dad is Clint Black, country music, 90s country. Um, So I have grown up with all of that in my house. (laughs) (laughs) And was there ever a moment where you weren't going to do country music? Because, you know, sometimes you grow up in that stuff and you're like, I'm going to be a veterinarian. (laughs) Were you ever one of those? It's funny you say that because when I was five years old, I was convinced I was going to be a veterinarian. <laughs> Me too. I was, absolutely. But I was also, from the age of as little as I can remember, I was putting on shows and I was acting and singing and doing all of that. So I kind of had a sense I was going to go into the family business. Right. Um, but when I got to high school, I didn't listen to country music. I really just, you know, wasn't into it. I loved it. I thought my dad, you know, I loved my dad, yeah. but I wasn't super into country music as a whole and one of my friends finally one day sat me down and she said you're you live in a country music household you're listening to country music (laughs) Um, that's kind of where it started for me and then i started working on vocal lessons and kind of what felt right for my voice and that's where i landed on country music because it just felt right you know talking about the family business thing i always think it's really interesting how And of course, this doesn't always happen, but, you know, there's families of accountants, there's families of doctors, and everybody becomes a doctor, and and obviously, you know, families of of country music artists, and the kids end up becoming country music artists. Do you think that if you'd grown up in a family of accountants that you would end up being an accountant? Because it's funny, isn't it, what you absorb about kind of what you know? Yeah, it is interesting, because I think part of the reason I loved performing is because I saw my dad doing it. Right. I also think that I started at such a young age before I really understood what my dad did. I wonder if I still would have gone down this path. Right. Yeah, because it must have been a while before you realized, A, what your dad did. And then once you realized, oh, yeah, he sings songs, it must have been another little bit before you realized, like, oh, my dad's actually a superstar. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely (laughs) took a little while, especially because the clock that musicians live on is very different. You're sleeping in later to stay up later to do shows and, you know, work in the studio. And so when I would have sleepovers with my friends and their parents were up making us breakfast at 7 a.m., it was a whole new world. I was, you know, my dad's still asleep. What are you doing? (laughs) Um, So I kind of, it took me a while to fully understand that that was his job, just like all of my friends 
parents had their jobs. And of course, your mom is really famous as well in the States, a constant presence on TV and has her own music career as well. It's all kind of happening now, it seems. You've got an EP out, uh, songs from the Mostly Hits and the Misses tour. That's the tour that you've done with your parents, right? Yes, we actually just came to Final Rap with the whole tour. Right. Oh, it's been incredible. So that's out there, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. Uh, you're one of 23 to watch in 2023 from holler.country. Loads of people now starting to pay attention and your music is getting out there. Do you feel like this is the moment where all of your hard work is kind of coming together? Yes and no. It's the same thing with my songwriting where I nitpick it and I don't right. really feel satisfied. So it doesn't really feel real, I guess, if that makes sense. Because um, I still have so many high expectations for myself and the work that I want to do. It's kind of mind blowing because it feels so special and so incredible. And to see Holler put that out there, it's very special. And it kind of, I kind of have to take a second. Oh my gosh, this is, you know, this is really happening. But at the same time, I still have so much work that I have to put in and that I want to put in. So it's kind of a weird balance in my brain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always that moment, isn't it, where you've worked for something really hard for so long and then it starts happening and you're like, okay, now the work really begins. Like this is all happening now. On the EP, for people who haven't been to your tour, it's like the introduction and an EP is always meant to be a little taster of, of things to come. So on this EP, there's some covers, um, but also an original song or two as well. And you wrote with your dad or did your dad write it? How did the original song come about? So he actually wrote that with David Foster. Okay. Um, who's incredible. And they wrote that a little while ago. And my dad had always wanted it to be for a female singer. And then once I started to kind of make it clear to him that one, this is what I wanted, and two, that I was willing to work so hard for it. He sat me down and presented the song to me, and it just, as soon as I heard the demo, I was immediately hooked. It's a beautifully written song, and I've said before that it's the kind of song, in my opinion, where whether you've been through that story or not, you hear it and it resonates with you. Yeah, it's something universal about good music, right? That everybody, yeah. even if you haven't lived that experience, Exactly. And that's what I love about it. It's such a beautiful song. Did I read somewhere that you live in your dad's old apartment? Yes. So this is an apartment that he had early on in his career or what, what's the situation there? So when my parents first moved to Nashville, um, they were in between, I think, houses. I know there was a flood at one of the houses. Something. Right. Crazy. Something happened. Natural disaster. Yeah. Right. And so they moved into an apartment. And when I was looking for my first apartment, my dad said, oh, let's check out the one we used to live in. We know it's safe. We love the area. And they had two units available. One of them I loved. One of them was, you know, fine. But the one that I loved, my dad's walking around and he's thinking, gosh, this looks so familiar. And my mom's like, well, yeah, we used to live you know, in the <laughs> building. And he was just adamant. And so we went downstairs. The manager who worked here when they lived here was still here. So they got to, you know, talk, reminisce, and she checked the records and it's the exact same unit which is crazy to me. Yeah, that's and crazy because when I read that, yeah. I thought, oh, that he must own it and have just kept it this whole time. But no, it literally, it, other people have lived there. Yeah, and it's cool because one, the walls used to be purple and in the right. breaker box, there's still purple paint. I'm glad it's not purple anymore. <laughs> right. um, but he also wrote one of his biggest songs, like The Rain, sitting in the oh, window right. in the living room. And so. have you been songwriting since you've lived there? 
Oh, yes. I told my dad I'm going to write a hit song in the same window. <laughs> oh, that would make a great story. That <laughs> yeah. would make a great story. Did you grow up in Nashville, like when you were yes. young? I've spent pretty much most of my life in Nashville. So tell us about this uh, class that you had in school where it was loads of other country superstars, kids all together in some uh, in a music class, was it? Yes. So it was called Rock Band, um, but the way that it was designed was a group of us and we could put together any song of any genre that we wanted to. And it was cool because we had Vince and Amy's daughter, Karina. We had Zach Malloy's son, Johnny Cash's granddaughter, Tim and Faith's daughter, youngest daughter. It was quite the group of us. It was wow. cool how that worked out. Um, and that's where one of my songs from my EP first started to kind of spark was... Um, the final show of that, um, the final end of the year show, the big one that we put on every year, I started working on Cry Pretty by Carrie Underwood because I heard the song and it was so challenging and it's just an incredible song. I was determined. I was absolutely determined to vocally get that song and master that song. Um, and I put that, sh we put the show together. I worked a very hard on that song and we did it for the end of the year and then it kind of stuck from there and that's where it came to be on the tour and the ep so it's kind of cool to be able to look back at high school and see how much those songs still to this day are affecting me and helping me you know grow and all sorts of stuff well we can't wait to see what's coming from you uh, in the meantime we've got the ep and any plans to come over to the uk anytime soon we got a bustling country music scene over here Oh, actually, my dad, he did tell me to let you guys know that he is kind of in the works on maybe a little trip over there, hopefully soon, and that he, I may get the invitation from him. So <laughs> Yeah, maybe you can come along. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. He did tell me that that is something in the works. So hopefully that'll be sooner than later. Oh, fantastic. Well, we look forward to that. In the meantime, we'll be playing the music. Congratulations on everything. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. Thank you so much to my special guest, Lily Pearl Black. Hope to see her and her dad over in the UK soon. And thank you for listening. While you're here, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Country Music Talk podcast so you never miss a moment from the biggest stars of country music. I'll see you next time. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 